The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and this has come, this time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines, and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to, repre- you are not to prepare your defense beforehand, for I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will, be, you will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord sure has a way to uplift us, wouldn't you say? End times, here we come, all right. And yet, it's a reality, it's a fact, there's truth because the word of God is truth. But instead of focusing on all of the terrible things that could happen, instead of focusing on all of the the difficulties we would face, the question becomes, how am I focusing on him? How am I allowing myself to be focused on, on not where or when or what, but, but who? And the who here is a living God, Jesus Christ, who wants to embed himself in us so that we can be his mouthpieces, we can be his spokespeople. Because when we think of these end times, some might say, sounds like right now, you know? It, it's snowing in, in the beginning of November. It's end times. Or it might say, the, the political people we have in government, end times. The, the way that the, the, the economy is going, end times. You know, we could be focusing on those things, but instead, maybe the focus has to be on Jesus. And so that's the biggest question asked today from this gospel. Where do I allow my focus to be directed? What do I allow to capture my focus and attention? Is it, you know, the materialistic stuff? Or is it something beyond? Because wherever we allow our focus to be 
to be given, whatever we, we decide to pour into, that's where we're going to want to put our times and our talents and our treasures. That's going to be where we, we desire to invest. And my argument would be, there's no better place to invest and focus than in God and His church. Because God is forever and His church will always exist. Regardless of us and, and what's going on in the world, Jesus is going to have the final say. He wins in the end, which is quite re- uh, relieving because I have to participate and cooperate, but ultimately, he wins. And despite what we're hearing and seeing and experiencing, people still choose to move forward. People still choose to make good decisions and live holy, virtuous lives. I've got a new married couple here. They didn't think I was going to call them out. We can stand up real fast. Like, despite all the chaos of the world, they're still saying, no, stay standing. (laughs) Got them. Despite all the chaos of the world, they're saying, we want to form a sacramental covenant with each other. And then on top of that, with their wedding yesterday and the reception last night, they're still at Mass today. That's really good. Now you can sit. But what a great witness for us to say, yeah, there's still this hope. There's still this this goodness to come. So that's the idea of like, what has our focus? Is it the stuff that's temporary, though it feels like it's forever? Or is it actually something that is life-giving and transformative? Is my focus God? That, then he reminds us of what leads to us giving testimony. We're, we're gonna face difficulty. We're gonna face persecution. It's the reality. But it's not something to be feared. It's not something to run away from. It's actually those moments that we recognize if I pour everything into him, he will provide exactly what is needed. He says, you will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. So no matter what the world sees or treats me as, I'll always be protected for eternity. Yesterday was a a crazy full day because on top of the wedding, I had a funeral. And then mass, and then this big fancy hospital gala. But it's just this beauty that, hey, as we pass from one life to another the death, we see that new life and covenants are forming, the marriage, it comes back to resonate in the holy sacrifice of the mass, community, prayer, worship, Eucharist, and even then we go back out into the community to support other good things. In the bulletin this weekend, I, uh, I got pretty bold, I think, because there's some stuff that's, that's really important for us to consider. And so I actually sent the bulletin out to some friends of mine ahead of time just saying, like, what do you think of this? How do you, how do you interpret this? And they all said, your first line's kind of intense, man. And if you haven't read the bulletin yet, you will, because you'll get one. But the first line is just this. Wake up, St. Bernard's! And if you read that without the further context, it can sound a little jarring. I get that. But, but let's look at the further context. 
Wake up and breathe in the good news. We are alive in a most exciting time, a time to bring life into our parish and our community. And I see that, and I believe that, and I, and I hope for that. And so when I hear this gospel, I'm actually enlivened because I know these things are going to happen, but my focus is on him. My focus is on the one who can provide the greatest outcome, the, the one who provides the greatest reward, heaven. And so this, this call to wake up is, is to help others come alive, to help them recognize their gifts and their talents, and to put our focus back into the one who has the ultimate answers. So I kind of go on and I explain some more things in there. I just want to give some context to it. Without direction, we can kind of just drift in the wind, you know, and that drifting in the wind can be kind of meaningless or mindless or frustrating, like when we don't have a focus. And so it's been the effort lately with the parish council to try to come up with a five-year plan to at least like create direction. And we were struggling, you know, there's like, there's a whole process when you create a five-year plan or any type of plan. Like you start with a mission statement and then you get a vision statement and then you do this and this and this. And it's like, it just seemed like we were getting stuck trying to figure out this statement. And so it finally occurred like, maybe we don't need the statement first. We need action first. And the statement will come in time. Because at the basis, the, the prayer has still been uh, sacraments, community, school. Sacraments, Jesus is at the center of our lives. Community, the coming together of the, of the fellowship. And then the school, because what a gift we have for Wabash to provide a Catholic education for, for young people, to give them this great gift. And then bring in new families and bring in more people so that the community can build, so that we can go back to the sacraments. But this idea of like action, maybe that's where we have to start. So we have to start just by doing stuff, by being involved. And, and we're already doing it, you know. Last week, I had my first high school night. I had these two guys there. It was awesome. And they brought their friends. And it was amazing. I thought it went pretty well. And I think they're going to come back tomorrow night. Okay, good. <laughs> but I know that there's other high schoolers out there that might benefit. And so Monday nights, 7 o'clock, I will have food this time. So tell me what kind of pizza you want later. Thank you. Yeah, food is good. Feed the, feed the kids. But like that's going on. We had adult formation last week, and we had 25 people show up. Like remarkable, so amazing. So we're going to do that again. And if you didn't come last week, that does not give you an excuse to not come this week because you're thinking, oh, I missed the first one. No, no, you come to the next one because it just builds off of each other. We've got adoration on Fridays where we come together and we worship our Lord. We, we've got all these confessions. Like, there's so much goodness happening, and I'm so encouraged by it. As, as a young priest, as a young pastor, you know, there's all these different support systems and stuff they provide. I'm like, I don't need it. I'm good. I got great people. I'm fine. Because that's what exists here at St. Bernard's. But we're in a season to wake up. We're in a season to wake up so that we can go and do the action. So that we can have our focus back on God. 
And so this is entirely up for discernment and uh, change and um, critique, whatever. But I, I, I was like, man, I got to think of like a phrase. I still wanted a phrase really bad. So this is what I've got. And again, we can totally uh, change it. It's fine. Um, but the, the idea would be this. This is the invitation for us. To awaken, to arise, and to assemble. I did not steal anything from the Avengers, by the way. St. Bernard's assemble! No. Um, but this idea, like, we awaken to, to the new reality. We arise to the challenges, and we assemble together to make it happen. In the end, if our focus is on God, and we give Him that time, or that talent, or that treasure— He's going to transform us. He's going to transform this place. And I already see it. There's a lot of you here. And it's really cool. So the task at hand is get more. The task at hand is be more. But it begins with our prayer with him. So the, the challenge can be this. Asking myself, what has my focus and is that focus transforming me for the Lord and for the church? And then also to consider in there, if my focus is on him, how is he, in, how is he calling me to give of my time or my talent or my treasure? Maybe it's, it's through voice. Maybe it's through uh, service. Maybe it's through uh, intellect. Whatever it is. The Lord has given all of us gifts, and those gifts are called to be shared. And St. Bernard's, you are an amazing gift to me and to everyone in this community. But our focus has to be on Him first. Because if it's on Him, He transforms us. And if He transforms us, um, we will awaken. We will arise, and we will assemble to do amazing things for Him and His church. So may we pray through his intercession, that in this season of our lives, um, we refocus on the one who has given us uh, truth, beauty, and goodness. The one who has given us life, and the one who's given us salvation. The one who loves us, who will never allow us to be harmed, despite of what's going on in the world. Because it is through our perseverance, our testimony, Others will be transformed.